e hona rehe korori ki tātou e mau ngārongo ki te whenua e whakaaro pai ki ngā tangata katoa. Honour and glory to God, um, peace on earth and goodwill to all mankind. E nā mana e nā reo e nā iwi o te motu, nau mai haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahi kā ko Maraia Rakaraku a hau. I'm Maraia Rakaraku. And I'm Justine Murray and this is Te Ahi Kā on Radio New Zealand National. Coming up, Justine and I are up at the crack of dawn, well actually it was a lot earlier than that, for the official opening of Te Whariwaka, a purpose-built whare on the Wellington waterfront that will house waka. Yep, and we did say, eh Maraia, that the only time we're ever really up that early is when you're travelling to a tangihanga, making breakfast at the marae, or in this case opening a whare before daybreak. It's beautiful. It has got a, um, uh, you know, panoramic view of its own. We're upstairs and you can walk the whole floor and um, see all the way around from back to front, front to back. Wonderful house. Justine tours the complex with Marama Sionetama. That's coming up. It's a windy day. You're at the pa. You smell something burning. You turn around and see fire a mere metres from your whare tupuna. What do you do? Several of us uh, from the marae came out here and we were just kind of staying out of the way of the fire service, um, watching the, the fence burn and thanking, thanking the gods for uh, changing the wind. We're, we're only about eight or nine metres from the car park and um, there's a burnt fence, uh, which is where the closest where the fire got to. So thankfully there's a driveway between the marae and, and the reserve next door, which kind of stopped the spread of the fire. Jason Kerehi describes that day at the Oreore Pa Masterton. We'll hear from him a little later on. It's been a busy year to date so far on the Māori calendar. We've had Ratana celebrations, Waitangi Day, and this week it's all about kapahaka. That's right. Te Matatini kicks off on Wednesday in Hati Nazi Land, also known as Nazipuro, also known as Gisborne. And right there on the stage for the four-day event is Victor Walker, a homeboy whose job is to keep the crowd entertained. I've been um, really, really fortunate enough to be selected to be one of the MCs for Matatini. Um, at, at this point in time, there are the, um, the Matatini committee has selected a, a group of us um, to, to front, and so it's certainly going to be um, one of the real big highlights for me this year. And one of the teams that will be at Te Matatini is Te Waka Huia, who are undoubtedly one of the legendary kapahaka groups. And they'll be feeling it, because their co-founder, tutor Pemia Ninwihi, died on the 5th of February. In tribute to her, we'll be featuring Waiata today from Te Waka Huia and Waihirere, one of the other legendary, and the legends, kapahaka groups that she was involved in. Aira, nā reira kia koutou katoa, kuine ngā kaupapa e nei. That's what we have coming up in the next hour here on Te Ahikā, Radio New Zealand National. While revellers were still making their way home from the New Zealand Sevens Party in downtown Wellington last weekend in the early hours of Sunday morning, it was a more sombre mood on the Wellington waterfront where the multi-million dollar Farewaka, a building to house waka, was officially being opened. The building is a result of financial contributions from Te Farewaka or Pōneke Charitable Trust, Wellington Council, the Wellington Tents Trust, the Port Nicholson Block Treaty Settlement Trust, Palmerston North Reserve Trust and the Crown. But more importantly, it's due to the generosity of Taranaki Whanui ki te upoko o te ika. 
a collective that comprises people from a number of Taranaki iwi whose ancestors migrated to Wellington in the 1820s and 30s and signed the Port Nicholson block deed of purchase in 1839. So as the dawn uh, ceremony is um, beginning to start here at the new opening of Whareawaka, it's a new, Whareawaka is a new um, facility in which uh, will house the waka of local iwi and you can hear the faint um, incantations or karakia begin. Now we can hear a karaua doing a um, karakia in single file uh, te atiawa iwi have followed each other from the back of the whare around towards the front um, from where we're standing but it's a pretty impressive structure it's a whare right bang in the middle of here. So we're standing in f- standing behind um, Wahine from Te Atiawa Iwi. They are all wearing white feathers and actually that was mine and uh, Justine's talisman this morning, find the nannies with the white feathers and we'll know where we're going. <laughs> and tonight is the night of the Wellington Sevens as well so it's quite hard to find the, um, the area or the marquee but uh, we're standing on Wellington Harbour muggy but cool, brisk breeze um, flowing over the some 500 plus people here at uh, Frankens Park and we're whispering because um, obviously the official blessing ceremony is taking place at the moment so you kind of stand out when you have headphones and microphones here As you may be hearing right now, the crowd are filing through the local Tangata Whenua representatives are filing through the brand new uh, Farewaka or the house that will um, have the waka inside. It's a pretty impressive building, standing approximately 20 metres high. After the formalities, Justin sat with Marama Sionetama no Te Atiawa Me Nui Hoki, who took her on a tour of Te Farewaka, an impressive building flanked by Te Papa Tongarewa, the Stock Exchange and the Wellington Rowing Club. 
So right now we're in uh, Te Wharewaka and after all the proceedings have finished we're uh, going for a bit of a tour of the building, going upstairs. And so I was told last night that um, when it gets to 23 degrees the windows will open. It's about the preservation of the waka. There is a, um, an, a ventilation system going on as it is. You could feel it downstairs even though you were away from the door. Yeah, yeah. It was coming down at your head but this is the windows there have just opened on their own. So at the moment we're in um, um, quite a large room with views to Wellington Harbour so we can see that dreadful weather. <laughs> it's beautiful. It has got a um, uh, you know, panoramic view of its own. We're upstairs and you can walk the whole floor and um, see all the way around from back to front, front to back. Wonderful house. Oh, yeah, I do know. It looks like it's some sort of conference room thing. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, mean, I don't know if there's any work for them to do if you're housing just a walker. I do mean, not just a walker, but if you're housing walker, why do you need all this space? Do you think they modelled this building on a whare, whare new? It does, does look like from the outside. Outside it does. And teite hoki quite at the taki, we didn't throw anything onto the roof. Something cooked. They had to think about how they were going to not do it. So karakia oh. tapera. What do you mean? Can you explain? Well, part of the ceremony of opening your house is that you are uh, So normally there'll be a little fire burnt outside to cook something, usually a potato kaukumara erara, especially made for it. You know, just a little... And that, would that imply in this sense, being that it's a commercial building, or does not matter? Why did we open it then, traditionally, if it was just a commercial building? So the boys do, had to think about, I say boys, but you know, they're not boys, they're men that specialise in this kind of karakia. But you decide, was there court at all that that was not going to be doable? Well, it's a bit hard to get it up here, throw it from the ground up. So you cook the kai, traditionally you cook the kai in an open fire and then you usually cut um, a few throw it on the roof. Yeah. And that whakanoa releases the, yeah. the, the tapu. Yeah. Well, that's a Taranaki thing, but um, I don't know. Well, well, they decided how to do it with karakia instead. So, you know, we have to have faith in those that are leading us in that matter because they take on that stuff. If they go wrong, I can see them hiring this out for something amazing. So we're standing on the top part of the whare, um, te, te, te whare waka and um, we're on the top level and we're looking out to the Wellington Harbour oh. Waitangi Day Waitangi the 6th and some of us have not slept for 24 hours well we needed to get it good and because we try every time we do something we try to get it better than the last one and we're getting quite adept yeah I think so yes Kapai. Lovely though. Should we go and have a look at that other end? Yeah. While we're here. So we're just coming out to the um, area through an exit door out into the corridor here at the Farewaka. And we have Ngā Whare Paku. That has. It's like unisex thing. It's got that very kind of um, modern 
Oh, see, look. Look at that. Smart as um, ventilation, so toilet exhaust. So he mihini is on the door with, so he mihini plant. Ah. So this must be, can you open up again, Marama, please? That's the utility room. Well, how else looks at? This is like the hub, the hub, the, the brain of the, of the whare. It's got lots of um, computerised machine in there. I mean, like, I can see it's more than a compact version of a warehouse full of computer work. So we're coming down the stairs, as you can hear, uh, down the exit. We were just on the top level of um, Te Whare Waka, now we're coming down to the ground floor. And I'm with uh, Marama Sione Tama, who's taking on a bit of a, bit of a hikwe, a bit of a tour. <laughs> we, might be in the no, we might be in the no-go zone. <laughs> We're just having a um, little <laughs> So this is where they cook all the kai. Do we go out here? This is not. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, so here we are. Oh, no, we're down at one level of the... Everybody's having a kai and Mariah's having breakfast. We've just taken a tour of the whole building. Mm, mm, mm. Got thumbs up with Marama. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that text saying, where are you? I'm oh, having a kai. No, <laughs> was taking me on the whole building. We went and saw the... Um, Actually, the windows open by themselves um, when it hits 23 degrees. Stop it. <laughs> I know. Up there with So now we're sitting with the crew that are getting ready to go out onto the water. This is the Wakatawa crew. My father was anyway. Yeah. And my mother is Pukatapu. Tuturu is Ki Taranake. She's a, her mother, or her father's a Kopu Mai Wairo, Wairarapa. So, Marama, you, do you reside in Taranaki? Yes, I do. So, tell me about your journey down here this morning to Wellington to uh, officially open the te, te Waka. We, we met at Way and left about after the half past of nine this morning um, because we were waiting for Kuiya Metona Potsiritanga. So, she was quite slow to get ready this morning. Oh, I think she just had slow. an accident not getting a help. To leave the house earlier. That's all. Okay. Anyway, we got here. We had a few stops. Kia kai kia mimi So you could eat and have toilet breaks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we got here before the four o'clock, or just on the four o'clock, when we were expected to be here. Ki pipitia. Um, so you had the pōhiri at Pipitia Marae here in Wellington? Yeah. How many of you came down? Two, two buses, one from Hawara. They were both more than 45 seaters, but in our vehicle we had 45 people. Woohoo! Oh, na, na babies, na pēpē. Yeah, ina na e tai mai ngā tamariki o te kura kupapa Māori ki Opanaki. 
Upanaki. So some kids from the local school there came down as well with you? Yes, they did. But most, if you had a look at the line-up this morning, most of the tōunga came in their own vehicles. Because they need to be comfortable, ni. Oh, whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they need to stop when they want to stop and they need to recline the chair. And... I think they just wanted to be tere. Yeah, yeah, on time. Yeah, well, they wanted to leave later. Yeah. So, Marama, you know, the whānau of um, Te Raukura are here. Can you explain what Raukura means to people who don't know what it means? There's a var- variation out there. But honestly, to Taranaki, the Raukura was a plumage at the side of the head that were originally of the seagull. Um, Peraka Kitahuia, you know, we chose something that was extraordinary, that looked like us, as in appreciations of uh, white, long white cloud. Somebody might argue with me, but there are other reasons. The raukura that we wear nowadays is something born from the time of Ngā Pakanga Taranaki. So I'm talking about a feather, and you've um, likened it to the huia feather. Yes. Uh, of that, they have a story that talks about the tōroa, which is the albatross, when it's lost its end, it's a, a symbol of something tragic happened. Uh, so if you see one or you happen to find one on the beach, something tragic will happen. You know, etohu ki ngā sailors, eh? Um, so, perakatonu te Māori. Um, well, I can say that um, Tōu and Te Whiti decided that three feathers of that they made that a symbol of what they considered to be the Christmas message. Oh, the Christmas message. Yeah. I kinga korero to tatukuya makarena raukupe. So according to a, uh, the kuya. Yeah, Auntie Marge. Auntie Marge. Most people knew her as Auntie Marge. But her real name is that other one. And she was the one who said that the, the three feathers... She were she was asked, often enough, and often enough I'm repeating her words word for word, but the Christmas message is... Which means... Honour and glory to God, um, peace on earth, and goodwill to all mankind. Yeah, hoira tēnā. So you've just said, um, so that's the reason why the the the, the, queer, or the woman of um, Taranaki wear the Rokura feather, is to promote peace. Uh, no, it's actually, it's quite a job to wear it. It's a little bit heavier to wear than you think, because... What do you mean, heavier? Uh, the concept of Rangimaria is that we stay in that state because the kupu in ngā waiatai ki mai e here atu fiti ana iwi ki te Rangimaria. Well, you know how kino that is for us? Because, you know, most of us still work, live and work in the knowing that we've got our taiaha half-drawn, if you know what I mean. Could you explain more about that? That's, that's quite interesting. Well, so you're saying that you need to live a peaceful life to, in order to be able to wear that okura feather. You can't be do it half pie. No, it demands that we do not take up arms. The pacifism is the story. You have to do everything you can. Every, use every means but that one.
te pakanga, te patu tangata, te whakamati atu, e rā whakāro. Kia ora, marama sione tama no te ateawa me nue huki. For photos of the opening, you can go to our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika. That's T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A. And while you're there, click on the Facebook logo to find us on Facebook. And thanks to those who left a message about what you were up to for Waitangi Day. Kapai e koutou. Gisman is about to get its haka on. This week, kapahaka groups from around the country, and let's not forget Australia, will descend upon the East Coast and battle it out to be crowned the ultimate kapahaka champion. And if kapa isn't your thing, there's always the kai and good stalls, catching up with whānau or just kicking back and being entertained by the MCs. Kia ora, um, ko Victor Walker, Taku Ingwa. My name is Victor Walker. I'm from Uawa or Tolaka Bay, um, ko Titirangi Te Maunga. Now, Victor, you've got a kind of very visible role during Te Matatini. Yes, um, I've been um, really, really fortunate enough to be selected to be one of the MCs for Matatini. Um, at, at this point in time, there are the, um, the Matatini Committee has selected a, a group of us um, to, to front. And so it's certainly going to be um, one of the real big highlights for me this year. And uh, really looking forward to it. Um, so uh, it should be choice. Matatini this year. Um, kia ora everybody is, uh, is going to be, and I'm sure I don't have to tell anybody this, uh, um, we'll be in Tūranganui Akiwa this year. At the, um, the venue is Waiohika, which is... Um, where the uh, the Rhythm and Vines uh, concerts are held. Um, it's an amazing outdoor venue and we're uh, expecting sunshine for all the days of the, the festival um, and hope to see you all there. You're also the chairperson of a kapaka group. Yes. Um, so apart from the MC duties, and one of the rules is, is that um, uh, you're... If you're a performer, um, then they um, they didn't really um, 
want you also to be involved uh, in emceeing. But I'm the I'm the chairperson of Te Aitanga Hauiti Ki Uawa um, uh, Kapa, and uh, there is uh, it's a very young group, um, and we've been like all the other groups, uh, really um, going hard uh, in the lead up to Matatini. So um, uh, we hope that. Um, Everybody joins us in, in Tūranganui Akiwa at the, the, the Waiohika Domain uh, for Matatini 2011. And um, we'll be blessed uh, to have you uh, all come along and have a fabulous time. Indeed. Kia ora, Victor Walker. For most of the country, temperatures skyrocketed over the Christmas break. Up in Rotorua, it was unbelievable. And heading south towards Wairarapa, it was no different. Add in wind and arson, and it gets dangerous. Heat, wind and arson combined at Te Oriore Marae Masterton on the 3rd of January, when fire broke out just metres from the buildings. Members of the hapu, Ngāti Hamua, sprang into action, as did seven fire engines and a helicopter. Jason Kirihi relives the day. Mm, we had some whānau here staying at the marae, um and just kind of to the west of the marae is, is the Rumahanga River where a lot of the kids go down and, and swim. Um, and a fire was started down halfway between the marae and the river in some really dry gorse. Uh, it got pretty hairy because the fire shot off in both directions towards the, the river and back towards the marae. And um, a few of our kids were down there swimming but they were spread out, spread out along and they, they didn't know what was going on. Thankfully... One of the parents who was at the marae at the reunion was on hand and he managed to get everyone safe. So. Oh, so there was a reunion happening here? Aye. Oh. Um, There's only, only a small whānau, about 20 or 30 people, but I believe if he hadn't have been there, you know, this it could have been a bit of a tragedy. So yeah. um, it was, we're really thankful that he was here. Um, so the fire spread and then the, the authorities were called um, and the fire was spreading out. I think the fire was about eight acres that went up in, in, in flames uh, and according to the uh, the fire service it was heading towards the marae and we were preparing to lose the marae but for some for some reason uh, the wind changed so we kind of saw that as a tohu that you know somebody was looking after us somebody was definitely a bit of a Someone was giving you guys, you know, manaki tanga then. So as you can hear, it's, it's, I mean, where we are, it's, it's pretty windy. And no doubt um, the wind wouldn't have helped that day at all. It would have maybe engulfed the, fly, uh, the fire more, Jason. I think you'll find in a minute when you see the, the damage, um, it got pretty close. Uh, it wasn't as windy as it is today, but it, it was heading in this direction. So what if it was as windy today as it was then? It would have been possibly disastrous we we think so we, yeah. we, we were we were on the verge of um getting all our photos out of the marae and um was it that serious jason we it was that serious our, so, our yeah. nannies came out here just to make sure as, as you you know i'm sure every other uh marae around the country would imagine um they, they came here to get all the tongue out um and when they when they arrived the uh the fire service had already kicked into gear and um Thankfully, the wind had changed and they didn't need to do that. Yeah. Okay, so um, in front of us is uh, a fence surrounding Te Oriore Marae, and um, I can see a lot of the damaged bush area uh, about uh, 10 metres in front of me. 
20 meters in front of me and uh, we're just gonna climb over a um one of the fences here oh my gosh i haven't done this for ages <laughs> Justin's just uh, <laughs> jumping over a fence right now. Oh my gosh. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. So it's pretty windy here, as you can hear. It's pretty extreme conditions, actually. Oh, I can see black soil, black fence, rotten, like bits of the black um, remains. So we're standing uh, just to the north of the Marae, which is about, we're only about eight or nine metres from the car park, and um, there's a burnt fence, uh, which is where the closest where the fire got to. So thankfully there's a driveway between the Marae and, and the reserve next door, which kind of stopped the spread of the fire. Now you would have been out here, eh, Jason? What we? All right. Um, several of us uh, from the Marae came out here, and we were just kind of staying out of the way of the fire service, um, watching the the fence burn and thanking thanking the gods for uh, changing the wind. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, it would have been really serious. I mean, you obviously you would have been doing karakia. Uh, there was karakia. We had um, a couple of the nannies out here who were, you know. Um, in tears. Mm. Uh, our marae burnt down in 1939 and one of the nannies here who's she's just over 80 years old she was kind of remembering when she was a young person um, in the last fire that took our marae so it was pretty you know it was pretty heart-wrenching for them. Well gee it would have been a sense of maybe deja vu for her eh having to recall those memories of seeing the Yes, it was, but you know, she was really thankful that it, it, it wasn't going to happen the same as it did when she was a child. Um, and the other thing was, uh, we had a we had an auntie here, Auntie Sissy, who's part of the the kohanga, which is next to us, which is Hinitiaro uh, Rangi, which is a, a, a rangitani hapu named after one of our tupuna. Um, and Auntie Sissy was out here, and she was um, sad too. You know that it, it was very close for every, all of us. Yeah. We, we were thanking our lucky stars. So, how did the fire service contain the blaze? Um, they had several units here. Um, if we looked to our, towards the river, they had uh, a couple of uh, units down there. We had water tanks here, which I, I saw go away and fill up and return three times. Um, they had a helicopter that was uh, dumping buckets of water on the main um, on the main uh, parts of the fire. Just to the to the west of us is a, um, a house that belongs to Brad and Evette Grace. And um, according to their accounts, the fire got as close as their um, as their uh, back veranda, and the fire service ran out of water. So they used some Turkish mats that they had hanging on the line to to batter the flames down. To batter the flames down. Which they didn't mind in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we look out to the west, um, those paddocks that we see over there that are yellow and green were absolutely black, completely black. Completely. So, so we're looking at about a good few hundred metres in front of us. We've got about five or six hectares to the west of us, which um, I would say had about um, a metre and a half high gorse on it. Um, and when we got out here, it was completely gone. 
just next to us where we're standing is a, is a marae reserve and it's it's the old kawana home, the kawana being a whanau, a well-known whanau here and um, it, it had quite extensive fire damage to it, um, to, to the property so yeah it, it was on fire and the fire service was you know having a really good time trying to put that out. How high did the flames get? I would say about three metres, three or four metres. It was pretty full on. Uh, the, the traffic was blocked down the end of the road, about yeah. two miles down the road, so no one else could get in. Um, they, they allowed some of us to come through that um, part of the marae to just make sure that the family was OK and make sure the, the, the marae was OK. So did many of the, the local whanau um, and some of your, your whanaunga come down here and, and help douse the flames? Or I mean, uh, We weren't allowed to. Right, uh, it was probably beyond issue. health and safety issues. Yeah. Um, I think we added a few tears to the fire, <laughs> to the fireman's effort. Um, but you know, we're so grateful to what they did. We're so, um, yeah, absolutely grateful for the the professionalism and 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 the fact that we've got those guys here. Um, we, we were quite lucky because they, they not only do we have the local town service, but we had the rural fire service, which brought in all their equipment as well to fight the fight the fire. So we're very, very grateful. Very grateful. So it just was, it was contained here and it didn't, okay, so. Well, it was contained here, but um, the main body of the fire is, is kind of just further west of us. It goes on for about another 400, 500 metres down to the river and all the way around the back, probably, you know, like I said, it's uh, eight hectares, well, eight acres square. If people recall, there was a, a report on Television 3 that night where yeah, there was, um, yeah. a helicopter flew overhead and you could see quite clearly the, the extensive damage that was done to the area and how close it got to Brad's house and to the marae, so, yeah. Hmm. So we're just uh, walking back now from the Kawanafano Reserve um, where you can see the obvious um, remnants of the damage that the fire caused this summer here at uh, Te Ore Ore Marae. This is Justine Murray for Radio New Zealand National Tahika. And for photos, check out our website, radionewzealand.co.nz forward slash tahika. So, Jason, as a result of the fire and, you know, in reflection, was there a corridor a that was held to discuss what could have possibly happened and, and perhaps um, safety measures? There hasn't been any. any formal discussions yet. We've had uh, approaches from a couple of the, the landowners next door who want to um, who wanted to look at a process of, about how we deal with these young people and what happened. Um, I've spoken with the fire service, I haven't spoken with the police yet but um, we haven't heard back from them about what the official process is going to be. Um, but I think as a marae um, it, it, it's probably going to be the marae trustees that decide what happens now. I suppose we should talk about Jason. How was the fire caused? Can you talk? What can you tell me about that? I, I can't really talk too much about it. Um, we understand that a young person started the fire. Um, you know, a little hotutu, um, and like I said, that's that's being dealt with through the police and through his whanau. But um, all we can really say is, is how how grateful that we weren't dealing dealing with anything more serious than that. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens about that is, is yet to happen, you know, and I think that's a process that our, our komatu will decide and how they, um, you know, deal with that. Um, 
restorative stuff. Personally, I think it's um, a matter for the marae trustees to, to consider, and they, they haven't had a chance to, to do that yet. Te Ori Ori is arguably one of the two uh, main marae in Wairarapa. This, uh, it's, it's here in Te Ori Ori and Masterton and Papawai, which is in just out of the outskirts of Greytown, yeah, Greytown, which most people would know that it was uh, the home of the Kotei, Kotei Tanga Māori Parliament yes. back in the day. Um, but this marae has been here, it's one of the longest standing marae's in the Wairarapa. Um, and it, the significance of it, I guess, is, is the tupuna that, that are on, on our po, which are just in front of us. Um, the the tickle tickle at the top of the po is um, Hamo, um, Te Hamo, who's the, the, the ancestor of Ngāti Hamo people. Ngāti Hamo. Um, we have depictions on the, on the po as well of our, of our, um, our maunga, um, Rua Mahanga, oh, sorry, Rangitimo, and our awa as well, Ruamahanga. And at the bottom of the po is um, another tupuna, his name is Te Raitia. And his, if you have a look at his feet, his feet touch the, touch the ground because it's his people that are the mana whenua of this place. Oh. The marae that we're sitting at is, um, was uh, part of the uh, DIY marae back in 2004. Um, and all the whanau that came back from all around to um, help you know, uh, make it look quite special. What was renovated, um, Jason? Uh, the, the, some of the rooms inside, uh, the mattress room, um, the ablutions block, and also the, the marae atia, which is, um, you know, you've got yep. uh, coverings for the manuhiri. So um, this, this marae is, is considered, you know, it's, it's one of the most used marae here in, in the Wairarapa. Um, one, of the, um, one of the things about Wairarapa is that there, are, there were a lot of marae, and there's a lot of marae committees, and they intend to be built one day, and um, and we hope we hope to see them built, you know, in the next 10, 20 years. So um, yeah, the people are still here, the hapu is still here, the ahika is still here. Yeah, we're just we're just working on our fari. You know. It's very big inside. I just had a little peek inside um, Natau Ewaru, the uh, fari nui, fari tipuna. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite long. Um, back in the day when Paura uh, was was designing this marae. Um, Paura Amant. Paura Patangaroa. Oh, right. Oh. We're talking 1881 when when Paura Patangaroa was um, designing this marae. He purposely designed um, a marae with um, bigger dimensions, you know, for for Fari at that time. Um, it was him and another another rangatira. His name was Takere, and Takere said that it'll take eight years for you to build that Fari, and um, and Paura built it in a year and a half. <laughs> But in honour of that of that remark, he called this place Na Na Toe Toe Waru, the eight years. <laughs> so um, a big fari, uh, you know, uh, one of significance because of him, um, because of Patangaroa, um, and because of the people that used it around here. Mm-hmm. And because where we're, where we're sitting right now, we can view the uh, the Atia and there's the Fakaruruho or the shelter. And I love it how it's just um, like. P- poles, like normal kind of poles that are just situated on um, blocks, well not concrete blocks but wooden blocks, it's, it's got that real kind of rustic, rustic yeah. look yeah. it's cool on some occasions, uh, you know in some tangi, because the marae atia is surrounded by um, you know, uh, a fence and, um, and some plantings on some occasions the whanau can't fit 
which is all good because you know we kind of catch up on the outside, which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, catch up in the parking lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what's happening around the rest of the country, but for some particular reason, we've had a, a, a few whānau who died in the early fifties mm. for whatever reason, and um, and when you have tangi like that, you know, you get a lot of people coming back, eh? Because you know, everyone else is still alive and they're still near and. Yeah, and, and some of those really push the limits of the capacity here, but, you know, it's all whānau whānau. Whānau whānau, right. <laughs> and that's why the marae is here. <laughs> that's why the marae is here, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's the cool marae. Um, we're hosting the, the Georgian rugby team later this year. Georgian? Yeah, we've got the Georgians. The Georgians? No mate. <laughs> I don't know a lot about sports, Jason. Well, what's the Georgian? Uh, for the Rugby World Cup, the Georgian rugby team is from, you know, it's a former state of Russia. They're one of the teams that are coming to the Rugby World Cup, and they're, they're going to be welcomed onto this marae. Wow. Yeah. They're coming to stay here. Well, that's pretty exciting, eh? No. <laughs> You'd be at the back with the tea towel like the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Kapai, well, it seems as though there's a hub of activities um, to look forward to here at uh, Te Ore Ore Marae in the Wairarapa. Um, I suppose my last question to you, Jason, is just... Um, going on from the, the, the fire incident that occurred here in the summer. Um, have you had much time to talk to your old people and, and, and how they feel about it? Or is it just sort of everybody was on holiday back in that period? So. Um, it, it certainly caused the buzz out there and everyone's talking about it. Uh, not just the old people, but everybody. Um, I don't think people realise how close it got until they come out here and have have a look for themselves and go, oh my God, you know. Um, there was a wedding just in the paddock over here before Christmas and that was quite high grass, so, you know, they cut that down. Even though the wind had changed before then, we kind of think, you know, we're quite thankful that it had cut down because it lessened some of the risk. There's been a bit of kōrero about... Um, what we could do about um, future proofing the marae in terms of you know fire um, fire alarms and, and sprinkler systems. In the marae here, been talking about that issue for the past six or seven years. Um, it's really beyond their financial you know uh, means. I was going to ask you about insurance. Um, insurance is a yep. This this marae is insured. Um, it's got the minimum insurance because you know funds are. Uh, 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 kōhā that come onto the marae pay for the you know the cost of running the marae. You know, water's an issue here, um, plumbing is an issue here. Uh, you know, all, all of those kind of things. Electricity. Um, we're still working with electricity companies to look at better ways of servicing our marae, and I'm sure that's the same all over the country. Um, I know that marae that are further out towards the coast uh, aren't used for weeks on end, and yet they pay a weekly fee, you know, or a monthly, you know, user charge. And it's probably not the right ideal setup for them. Um, we've been looking at um, a few of the marae committees have been looking at um, working as a cooperative to to um, to get better um, service fees for their insurance and um, and for their electricity as well. You know, just doing things a bit smarter. So. Yes. I'm sure these are things that other um, other rohi, you know, are, are contemplating or, or doing. Uh, I know Taranaki's doing that as well. You know, they're kind of 
forming co-ops and um, negotiating better prices with their um, with their electricity companies. Um, I mentioned before about the, the sprinkler system. Um, we're talking about 100,000 per marae. And there's about 10 marae here at the moment and more more to come. Um, mm. It's really cost prohibitive. Um, but these these are things that, you know, that, that we have to seriously consider. Yeah, well, know? at least the corridor has begun. Yep. Um, I have to say that TPK have come to the party and, uh, you know, uh, uh, been part of the, um, the, the discussion to look at that and look at um, getting the best deals and maybe working together to, uh, I don't know. Um, but the fact remains is that none of the marae here, none of the marae here have any sprinkler systems in it currently. I could be wrong. Not, I think there's been a couple of kota that have been rebuilt and they've, you know, obviously with the new regulations you have to have sprinkler systems, but the whare nui, no. Uh, ko rangi tūmau te maunga, ko rumahanga te awa, uh, ko rangi tāni te iwi, ko Ngāti Hāmu o te hapu, uh, te ori ori te marae uh, nō whakaori ori a hau, uh, ko Jason Kerehi Taku Ingoa. Head to our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika, click through to our photo gallery and you'll see photos. And you'll see how close it was. I'm Marae Arakraku. And I'm Justin Murray. Nā re re te iwi kia mai mai te rongo. In first place, what you've just heard was recorded at Te Matatini 2009 held in Tauranga Moana when the group Te Wakahuia took out the competition. No doubt they will have their co-founder, Pimia Wehi, who died last weekend, in mind as they compete again this week. As will her iwi, te aitanga amahaki, te whanawa apanui, rungo whakata, te whakatohia, and Nati ruapani. Kia kaha, kia maia, kia marawa nui. Anaira, marama si o netama, with this week's Whakatauki. E honare he korori ki te atua he maungārongo ki te whenua, e whakaaro paiki ngatanga takatoa. Which means... Uh, Honour and glory to God, um, peace on earth and goodwill to all mankind. Yeah, hoira tēnā, and hoira tatake e mau ana te, te iwi o Taranaki, nā tamea e, e ora ana rato e raru e tērā tauma atanga, te rangi Māori. <laughs> That's our show for another week. After this broadcast, it's available at our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash teahika. Next week. In my everyday life, I don't think consciously of being a Māori or being transgendered or whakawahine or irawahine. I'm just hōtera. And it's not a conscious thing as we live day to day because we have an intimate relationship with ourselves as people. We do not separate ourselves as a gender, as a race. In fact, I'd more likely go around and say, I'm an artist. Do with it what you may. But don't come to me with issues about my gender, my sexuality, because the issue is not mine. Because I don't consciously go around and say, Kiara, I'm a tani. Kia ora, Takatatui. Kia ora, Māori.
Richard Kiriopa and Hotera Riri are with Mariah talking about the exhibition Mana Takatapui, Taira Tane. And what exactly does Te Mangai Paho, the Māori Broadcasting Funding Agency Aotearoa New Zealand, do? Well, with five new appointees to the board, Justine finds out. He mihi tēnei ki ngā kai kōrero mō tēnei wiki. He mihi anō ki tā mātou kaira wiki wiki mihini. Mai te whānau a te ahi kā, kia koutou katoa. Māori ora tātou katoa.